Did you know that there are only three simple steps to overcome your limiting beliefs? You didn't think I was gonna tell you now, did you? Stick around to hear how you can implement these three simple steps to overcome limiting beliefs and find effortless sobriety. Welcome to the Together Sober Podcast. I am your host, Louise Barnett, former Fortune 100 Global Sales Director turned Jay Shetty Accredited Life Coach. Each week, we will provide you a safe space of guidance, empathy, accountability, and support, helping you to find effortless sobriety and mental peace. Before we get started, you guys, please, please, please make sure to hit that subscribe button, like this episode, and rate and review the Together Sober podcast. This is actually the only way that we can grow organically to start impacting more and more lives to find lasting sobriety and mental peace. What the heck is a limiting belief anyway? Did you know that if you Google it, you'll get 300 on limiting beliefs. They are climbing in popularity. However, at least for me and my history and background, they're not very popular. (laughs) So what is it exactly? If you don't know what a limiting belief is, is, it is a state of mind or belief about yourself that somehow restricts you in some way. And these beliefs are often false accusations that you make about yourself, which then cause a number of negative results. So the key kind of differentiator here between negative thoughts, which we might create and come up with on our own terms about ourselves, versus limiting beliefs is that all limiting beliefs stem from our past experiences. And when I say past experiences, this can mean a multitude of things. This can be be exactly how we were raised, right? It could have been from our parents, which is very common. This could have been school friends, friends on the playground. It could have been a coach. It could be teachers. It could really be a stranger. But the point is that the belief stemmed, or really I think of it almost like a seed that was planted from past experiences. So what are some examples of these limiting beliefs? I am not worthy. I will never find love. I am not smart enough, pretty enough, talented enough. I could never own my own business. I could never start a podcast. (laughs) I don't have time for that. Sometimes excuses are sneaky little limiting beliefs. I'm not strong enough to get sober. I should avoid failure at all cost. I am way too old to make any changes. Why would I bother getting sober now? No one will want me because I have a child. No one will want me because of my baggage. All relationships end in heartbreak. And these are just 
a handful of examples of some limiting beliefs that were, again, remember that seed analogy that were planted somewhere deep within us at a younger age. Again, it didn't necessarily need to be early childhood. However, that's where a lot of these do come from, but it could have been from adolescence. Essentially, the again, the key word here is just in our past, okay? In our, in our past. If you know me at all, if you're part of the Together Sober free Facebook community, if you've ever taken a course with me or a class with me, you know that in order to conquer anything, anything at all, we first need to build our own self-awareness. So limiting beliefs are no exception to this. We need to build self-awareness surrounding our limiting beliefs. Let's get to work. I want you to think about for a minute in your mind, you can use some of the examples I gave as some inspiration, but what is your number one limiting belief. So we all have many of them, but if you think of your life today, right now, what is the one thing that you are just constantly telling yourself? And I want you to write that in your mind. If you're journaling right now throughout this podcast, go ahead and write it down in a journal, but I really just want you to capture that number one limiting belief that you have about yourself. And once you've gone ahead and identified that number one limiting belief, I'm going to ask you a series of questions surrounding the cost of this belief. The first question is, what has this limiting belief cost you in the past? What has this limiting belief cost you? in the past. I spent 20 years living with my demons. I worked in corporate America. I dated one frog after the next, and I really hid from my true self. And I lived lies about my daughter's birth, how she came into this world. I lived lies about my mental health, and I lived lies about my addictions. And the reason why I did that was because of my number one limiting belief, which was I never thought I would be worthy in anyone else's eyes if I shared my truth. My number one limiting belief was I never thought I would be worthy in anyone else's eyes if I shared my truth. And what did that cost me in the past? It cost me so much. It cost me career growth. It cost me opportunities for relationship. It cost me friendships. It cost me connection, to name a few. The second question is, what is this limiting belief costing you today? Your number one limiting belief that you identified, what is it costing you today? When I finally decided that I needed to make a change and I didn't, I didn't know what my big goal was. I didn't know where I was going. I just knew that I was lost, afraid, scared, and broken. I knew I needed to do something about it. I was at the brink of gaining self-awareness, which is what we're doing today, that I was about to lose everything that I had just built up. At the time, I was in a new relationship with the man who's now my husband. 
my daughter was about four years old and I had a choice to be one kind of mother or another kind of mother. And when I asked myself that question of what is this costing me today? It was costing me a relationship with my child because I put alcohol and I put numbing myself and I put escaping from feelings ahead of her for a long time. Their third question is what will it cost you in the future if you choose to continue? This number one limiting belief, if you choose to continue it, what is it going to cost you in the future? Well, I saw everything crumbling. I had finally met a man that I knew I was in love with and that I knew was a good fit for me. And I knew I was a good fit for him deep down in my heart. But this limiting belief that I would never be worthy in his eyes if I didn't tell my truth was holding me back. The next step was to tell my story, to tell my truth. And you know what it did? It didn't take anything away from me. It empowered me. And it gave me the life that I have today. It gave me freedom. So what is it going to cost you in the future if you choose to keep telling yourself this same story over and over and over again? It's kind of time to flip the script, right? When I decided that I was going to do something bold and different, I shared my story. I had started a, a public speaking course, Toastmasters, if anybody's familiar with it, it's a wonderful organization. And in that experience, I had found my passion for writing. Um, and not just writing, but the act of recovery through my writing. And I had written a few pieces. And one Saturday afternoon, I was busy upstairs on my computer, just kind of editing and revising one of my stories. And my now husband and daughter were, I think, at a soccer game. They were out of the house. And I just had this bubbling feeling like it just, it was like this burning feeling bubbling up inside of me into my heart. And I, I've, I mean, it was so physical. I remember kind of almost shaking and staring at this story that I had written, which I was so proud of. And I had actually just presented it to my Toastmasters group, which was about 10 people. And the person who was critiquing my work, he was the president of the club, is the president of the club. And he challenged me to present my story to a larger audience. Now, I'm not sure what he necessarily meant by that, but in that moment, sitting at home at my desk, I knew that I had to tell my story and I knew that I had to tell it to a bigger audience. So I slapped on the video cam and I told my story and I posted it on LinkedIn. At the time I was not, I didn't have any active accounts with Instagram or Facebook. That was part of my recovery was to take a break from that. But I did have LinkedIn. I maintained that for business purposes. I was still working at my Fortune 100 global sales director role with Hilton. And I told my story and I posted my story. And within 
not even 24 hours, the outpouring of love and compassion and support and uplift and individuals reaching out for guidance, reaching out for advice, reaching out to connect was unbelievable. These were the things that I was searching for my whole life, connection, friendship, love, support, being uplifted, you know, finding my passion, finding my purpose. And because I chose to have this limiting belief that I was never going to be worthy because of my past, because of my stories, because of my history, I held myself back for years. And finally, it took 24 hours, 24 hours of sharing my story and everything became crystal clear to me. My story was my power. My story is my power. That's where the real struggle, the real challenge, right? There's no bad parts in our life. It's actually our story and our experience that actually matter. That's what gives us power. No masks, no facades. I wore those for way too many years. My story quite literally changed the trajectory of my life. And I have never looked back. That was in August and by October I had given my notice or I should rather just say had a conversation with my Hilton leader about finding my passion, finding my purpose, and gracefully parting ways with Hilton. All because I told my story. All because I conquered this limiting belief that I would never be worthy. So, how do you do it? Because I had been doing a lot of work leading up to this point, right? I didn't just wake up one morning and say, oh, I'm going to tell my story. I have confidence to do that, right? So there are three steps to conquer our limiting beliefs. I'm going to tell them to you guys right now. Are you ready? Action leads to results. Results leads to confidence. Confidence is what destroys limiting beliefs. Those are your three steps. Let's walk through them. The first step is to take action. Remember, this is all after we have built self-awareness. So how do we take action? This is where we start to retrain our brain and we are trying to take action so that we can lead to results. So where do we need to take action? A few places. We need to tackle our inner critic. We need to follow through. We need to do 10% more and we need to go outside of our comfort zone. If we can do these four different things in different ways, this is gonna lead to our results. And when we have results from these four different items, this will automatically lead to self-confidence, increased self-confidence, and increased self-confidence is what will literally, by definition, destroy limiting beliefs. So 
how do you talk to yourself? You probably talk to yourself like shit and that just makes you normal and that makes you a human being, okay? We abuse ourselves more than anybody else in the entire world. We look at ourselves in the mirror and we say things like, oh, you're so ugly. Look at those bags under your eyes. Damn, you could stand to lose 10, 20, 30 pounds. Oh, you look disgusting, right? How many of us are waking up and looking, looking in the mirror in the morning and saying, damn, girl, I look hot today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm trying today, but it's still a challenge. You still have to practice this stuff. You have to put it into action. Okay, most of us, when we are getting up in the morning or at some point throughout the day, are speaking to ourselves in a way that we would not speak to our children, we would not speak to our spouses, we would not speak to our friends, we would not speak to our parents. So why in God's name are we speaking to ourselves that way? Here's what I need you to do. I need you to conduct a 24 hour audit of your inner critic. For 24 hours, all I want you to do is simply observe the way that you speak to yourself. You can take mental notes, you can get a little notebook, uh, put a note app on your phone, and I just want you to observe the things that you say to yourself over the course of 24 hours. That's it, just observe. I don't want you to change a thing. Now, after this 24 hours, what I want you to do is I want you to take your mental notebook, your real notebook, and I want you to look at every single one of those negative comments. And I want you to acknowledge them. And I want you to thank each and every one of them. Thank it in writing, thank it out loud. And then I want you to come up with an opposite comment back. So if I look at myself in the morning and I say, oh my gosh, your stomach is so disgusting. I say that a lot to myself. Um, the opposite comment that I will come up with is, wow, Louise, you've really been working hard. I can see the progress that you've been making. Okay, so for each of your negative comments, come up with a positive comment. Now, on the next day, you're gonna go about your business and you're still gonna have some of these negative comments. You're probably gonna have most of them, right? But here's the difference. You may not be able to control your first thought, but you damn well can control your second thought because you've already gone into day two with preparation. So when you say that thought to yourself, I need you to talk back to yourself and come back at it with the opposite comment. And I need you to practice this over and over and over and over again, day after day after day after day. And what you will notice is that after maybe five days, 10 days, two weeks, you are needing to talk back to yourself less and less and less because your inner critic is changing its voice because you have trained your brain to do so. And what happens when you have changed your voice in your inner critic? These are your results. You've changed your voice. Results lead to what? They lead to confidence. Confidence is what destroys limiting beliefs. The second thing I need you to do is I need you to start being a person that follows through. Following through sends signals to your brain that you are somebody that follows through on your word, follows through on an action. And when you do that, a dopamine hit, so to speak, is released in your brain. Literally when dopamine release is, it is building confidence by definition. So by following through, these are you are gaining results, hence your follow through. You are getting a dopamine release and you are building confidence. How do you follow through? I want you to start super small. The really cool thing about our brains 
It doesn't know the difference between you picking up a dish and putting it in the dishwasher as a follow through item and you climbing Mount Everest. All it knows is that you followed through. So use that example. Don't put your coffee mug in the sink, put it in the dishwasher. If the dishwasher's full, empty it and then put it in the dishwasher. It'll take you three minutes max. Here's another small way. Text somebody back. If you're like me, you get a text and you get like, I get all like panicked. I, I mean, I'm sitting by myself on my couch in my living room and I get a text message and it's like somebody just rang my doorbell and I freak out and just text them back. Just text somebody back. That's the way that you can follow through super quickly. Fold your laundry. That shirt that you always like throw on the chair that's in your bedroom that you know, or the Peloton bike that you probably should be riding that is collecting laundry, hang it up. I'm talking literally teensy tiny things. If you are hanging up a shirt inside out, just take the two seconds to make it the right side and hang it up. The, literally, you guys, these are the teensy tiny things that we can be doing to be sending dopamine hits to our brain to build confidence to what? To overcome our limiting beliefs. 10% more, or call it 1% more. I'm gonna rename it. I think it's 1% more. If you are the type of person that goes the extra mile, you will receive a dopamine hit. And we just learned that these dopamine hits are building confidence. So how can you be a person that goes the extra mile? You don't have to do the extra mile literally. How about one extra push-up? So if you're doing 10 push-ups, do 11. If you're reading for 10 minutes, read for 11. If you're making a $10 charitable do donation, donate $11. If you are taking a 20 minute walk with the dogs, walk for 21 minutes. I'm not asking a lot, you guys here, and literally these small teensy tiny differences add up and build confidence and confidence destroys limiting beliefs. Finally, get outside of your comfort zone. By definition, when we get outside of our comfort zone, we are boosting self-confidence. When we accomplish something that we wouldn't normally be doing. And what this is doing is it is training our brains that we can do hard things. Our brains like to be lazy. Our brains do not like to do hard things, okay? They love structure. They love you know, they love structure on your calendar. They love structure in your day. They love to know what to expect. They don't like to be surprised. Our brains love that stuff. And when we can challenge our brains just to go a little bit outside of that comfort zone, that's when we start to really see our self-confidence soar. So again, I'm not asking you to jump out of a plane. You don't have to climb the mountain, okay? How about you drive a different route to work? Or when you go to the grocery store, like park in the farthest possible spot you can find. Because that's kind of like weird and wacky and uncomfortable. If you have a work project or a committee or something that you can just raise your hand for, or a new class that you can sign up for outside of work, signing up for Toastmasters changed my life. How about you just start a personal conversation with a stranger? Maybe you're out taking a walk. Maybe you're in the checkout line at the grocery store. Instead of just like thumbing down on your phone constantly, 
push your head up and look around and and just have a conversation with somebody or just say hi to somebody just smile and, and wave and say hi reach out to a stranger that you look up or not a stranger but look out to somebody that you haven't spoken with in a long time that you look up to and just say thank you hey thanks for all the influence that you have in my life i don't i don't tell you this enough but i just want you to know that it means a lot that might feel a little uncomfortable what if you're taking a walk outside and you just like break out into song? How cool is that? Or you know what? I just listened to this interview with Sarah Blakely, uh, owner and founder of Spanx. And she's a huge, um, huge proponent of going outside your comfort zone and kind of keeping things new and exciting and challenging herself. And she's so funny. She gave this story of uh, when she's in elevators, she'll just be in an elevator and break out into song. And uh, she does it. She, the conversation was she likes to put herself in embarrassing situations, right? And embarrassing is outside of your comfort zone. So I kind of equate the two. But I thought that was brilliant that she's literally challenging her brain to be embarrassed, to have these feelings that are uncomfortable and outside of our comfort zone. And guess what? I think Sarah Blakely is a pretty damn good example of somebody that has conquered her limiting beliefs. She's a strong, badass woman who has accomplished a lot and she has earned every single bit of it. Going outside of her comfort zone is part of her philosophy as well. Maybe you just want to try a, do, a new dish or recipe, like sick of having pizza on Friday nights. Try, try a new restaurant, right? These are all teensy tiny things that you can do that are going to be sending that same brain signal to your brain to release the dopamine, to increase self-confidence, to overcome limiting beliefs. So what are these steps that we just went through? Action leads to results. We take action by retraining our inner critic, following through, being that 1% more person and getting outside of our comfort zone. Results leads to confidence, higher self-confidence. We're training our brain and we're also getting the dopamine hits to increase this. And this increased self-confidence literally is what will destroy our limiting beliefs. So if you can follow these four action items, your inner critic, your follow through, your 1% more and getting outside your comfort zone, you will destroy that number one limiting belief that you have had in your mind this whole time. The really cool thing about this, and then I'll let you guys go, like action literally just causes more action. So you just have to get started. It will have a snowball effect. And before you know it, you're not even going to be doing this consciously. It's just going to keep going and going and going and going. And the really amazing part about this is that you don't actually have to believe in yourself. Maybe your, your limiting belief is that you don't believe in yourself, right? So how the hell am I going to do this, Louise, if I don't even believe in myself? Well, you don't have to believe in yourself. You just have to take action. You just have to start. You just have to do the damn work. That's all I have for you today. I cannot wait to hear from you. Please message me. Join the Together Sober free Facebook group. I want to hear how these four action steps are working for you to overcome your limiting beliefs. And I will see you next week.
Thank you so much for listening today. If you liked it, please do not forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and or Spotify. This is the only way we can spread the mission of Together Sober to help individuals find lasting sobriety and mental peace. If you didn't like it, don't even worry about it. You're like totally fine. 